All right. <laughs> Welcome back Welcome to back. Living as a Griffin. It's our first time saying I it. You know, didn't like you didn't like soak up the moment with me, but it's That's cool. That's because I have something very important to say right now. Okay. You look so cute. Sitting up there looking like a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> You think you're so hilarious. I'm sorry. I feel how long were you? How long were you <laughs> planning to say that? How long were you trying to wait for me to start this <laughs> intro so you could add that in there? Sorry. I thought about feeling good about that compliment until I kept listening. A pumpkin spice latte. You like pumpkin spice? <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just had to let that out. I've been thinking about it. I googled a picture of a Starbucks spice pumpkin latte just to be sure. <laughs> the description. <Did> really? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about today's episode. Me too. Um, this is the first time I feel like I've been able to deep dive into who I am well to who we are but Mm -hmm. me personally deep dive into who I am and how I work and then how we kind of approach parenting and and life in general kind of Mm -hmm. um so first before we get into today's Mm -hmm. episode we gotta we gotta take care of business and make these uh these young announcements that we have uh gotta give y'all the updates because we got a lot we've had a lot going on the past couple months what you, what you want to announce first? Um, let's just announce what we already kind of announced already. Okay, so number one is we are having another dog. It's gonna. Be, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're, we're having dog. we're having another baby. Um, we are expecting another boy. very soon. Yes. Yeah, another Third boy. Trimester. By the way, yeah, so. you're you're in the last hoorah. We kept this ticket for a long time. I know. It was it wasn't even really yeah, I know. it was a secret, but it was really just like we never got the time took the time to make an announcement or like mm-hmm. take pictures. So like we we hit the third trimester and was like, dang, we should probably take some pictures yeah, and let people know that right. in three months this baby is coming. Not but, even um, in two. Huh? In two. Oh, facts. But yeah, so my brain's playing games with me because now it's just going. That's how fast it's, it's going. Literally, quick. I have know, been that's what going. I'm like, wow! I found out my birthday weekend, and like, it's almost. It's basically fall. My birthday yeah. is in April, so like, it has been flying. Yeah, dang, we came a long way. We that's a whole other podcast, right. though, where we came from since <laughs> there. But speaking of came a long way, right? Um, in addition to having an addition. Um, we are relocating and transitioning to Michigan, back to our home state, yes. our hometown. Well, her hometown, kind mm-hmm. of my uh my home state, not too far from my hometown. And that's a whole how all of that happened is a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole too. nother podcast too. So today we're talking about essentially we're talking about the the our approach to parenting. And then how it's been influenced and changed by our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, we kind of have to find the middle ground because, you know, obviously we were both raised very, well, it's not obvious, but 
we were both raised yeah. very different. Mm-hmm. Um, still kind of with the same kind of core values, yeah, but just completely different experiences mm-hmm. and, and kind of parent styles and all that stuff. So, I'm excited to do this topic today. Me too. So, um, I kind of let you. I'll let you kind of roll kind of with what you were you were kind of talking about say. and thinking about earlier. Oh, okay, yeah. So, just speaking on like my upbringing a little bit. So, like, um, I was very vocal as a child. Me and all my siblings were. We were very opinionated, and mm-hmm. if we had an opinion, were <laughs> right. Still, if we had an opinion, we were going to share our opinion. Um, and I feel like that's something that my mom instilled in us because one, she was a lady that always spoke her mind. Um, and then two, like we were able, we had that open line of communication where like we could talk to her about certain things that she could talk to us. And she lived a very transparent life with, you know, the things that she went through, the things that she was facing. Um, some stuff was like, still, we didn't know, but most, for the most part, I feel like she was very transparent with her life. And so that, um, open the door for us to like be able to talk to her about certain things that maybe we didn't agree with or things that we enjoyed Mm -hmm. things like that and then just thinking back i'm like man we literally had no filter like it's kind of crazy because i should have got whooped for some of (laughs) i should have got whooped for some of the stuff that i said but um i think think there's a power to that though yeah i feel like there's a which kind of falls into my slash our approach to parenting is like Mm -hmm. there's a there's so much value in giving your child the space to speak because you know as we've all heard like you know in the household is like that because i said so or like right and i still heard that sometimes yeah yeah. so like you don't get that like explanation or Mm -hmm. or being able to like talk it through with your parents all the time so like I think this new age, this new generation of parents, I feel like we are like very serious about doing it a certain way. Yeah. And like and like because I think we all kind of have and I feel like this is every generation. You all of you kind of have something from your from your past that your past like generation or from the parents before you or whatever Mm -hmm. that have been brought down that you're like, I don't really agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we are kind of as a generation now putting the proof in the like getting the proof in the results and the or the proof is in the pudding however you say it like yeah basically we're showing the proof of like why we feel that way and uh-huh. then implementing and different it. structures of like yeah. how you can parent mm-hmm. to make it better so one of those main things i think is like real yeah. solid communication with your child and yeah. letting your child have an open ish you're not going to talk to me crazy but right. like an open well-communicated relationship where they feel like their voice has weight, their Mm -hmm. voice matters. And she didn't always like what we said. In fact, she would be very vocal if she didn't like what we said or how we said it. Um, And one thing, and like, as I said before, she's very vocal as well. But one of the things that I didn't know until I got older was that she really, like, learning how to filter what you say, but still say what you need to say and stand up for yourself is, is like really a skill. It's a and it's something skill. that she mastered that. But at a young age, you know, you're immature. You don't really see that. You just see, oh, yeah, she said what she felt. But like you can't always just say that. And I feel like she had mastered that. But it was something that. And so I was trying to mirror her and be vocal about how I felt. But that uh, the, I hadn't mastered 
the delivery. The delivery, exactly. <laughs> you mastered you mastered speaking your mind. Right. You just exactly. didn't master the delivery. Exactly. And so over the years, I've really learned that. And I feel like now, being a grown-up, me and my mom have a really good relationship and we're really vocal about how we feel about certain things. Because I'll still tell her if I don't agree with something or like, hey, why are you doing this? Or like, or just get an explanation about something. But as long as I'm asking right, she receives it right. Right. I think that's the, I think that's something like, um, you have taught me especially. And then some other people that like some of my mentors and stuff in life have really shown me lately is like me, um, me just kind of sticking up for myself in a, in a way that I never did. Cause I feel like I'm not gonna say I didn't have a a voice in my house like growing up because like we we for to a certain extent could say what we had to say right. like if there was an issue, mm-hmm. but there was still like there's still I think there was still this this position of I'm the parent type of type of like parenting where like you know like that that same mindset of because I said so like there was right. still there I think there was more of that in my in my house in my upbringing. What I've learned from you and some of the mentors in my life is is how to stand up for myself and how to communicate how I and being okay, I guess, with communicating what I want to say, like Mm -hmm. whether something has hurt me or offended me or I'm irritated about something or angry about something. Something I learned from you, especially, is just allowing myself to be okay with sharing that now. I mean, it is uncomfortable. It is, and and the thing is, like, of course, like I said, I think I think my delivery was a little more finesse yeah. <laughs> uh, when yeah. I would say things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like my childhood and my upbringing kind of like made that made that a part of who I was. Like the me kind of reluctant to to share mm-hmm. my true feelings or just air things out because I feel like in my household it had a lot more of the because I said so type of Or was it equated or, to like disrespect? Like Yeah, kind of, exactly. Like okay. if you talk back, like like I mean, I feel like this is a lot of I mean, this is the black experience, but like mm-hmm. if you talk back, it's like you're being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. When in the real world, if you're you talk back, to, mm-hmm. you're either trying to understand mm-hmm. or you're trying to correct something that is incorrect in how somebody mm-hmm approached you or treated you or presented something mm-hmm. to you so like i'm a firm believer and you know this for a fact i'm a firm believer and everything does not need to be explained like a hundred percent 110 percent we that's one of our big points of communication that we're working on right now yes. is like it's like everything doesn't have to be explained even though you can explain yourself everything doesn't have to be explained but when it can come said, down sorry oh, go ahead. it comes down to even like the smallest things like if he tells me to like if I have the trash on the right side, this is just an example. And he's like, oh, move the trash over there. I'm asking like, why? And sometimes that can irritate him. And it's like, I'm not trying to like combat everything that you say. It's just that I literally want to make it make sense in my head. And I feel right. like, too, that can relate to because I always ask my mom in a lot of situations, like, why did you do something a certain way? Like, why did you do it this way? So just not to be like like judge the way that she did something or like but like to really understand like i'm really trying to wrap my brain around that's something i why that's something i learned about you for real is like you like to understand you like to understand and to be understood like that's the that's like one of your biggest things so that's like if that was a love language that would be her love language like to understand and to be understood is like your love language like it just taught me like 
that it's okay to like communicate what you need. Like, yeah. but that's something that we've shared with each other too. Like I've always said, like, like we had, we watched that video and we always talk about now, like it's your job to communicate what you need. Yeah. To get your needs, to met. get your needs met. Exactly. So it's like you, if you feel a type of way about something, the only way that can get solved is by communicating. And yeah. I didn't understand that from my upbringing because like a lot of times it felt like in my household, I didn't, I wasn't able to, to voice what I wanted to say or, mm-hmm. or talk about the things that just bothered me. Um, so to the point where I don't even know how it would have turned out if I did communicate because I never even tried it. So like right. it was just so conditioned in me yeah. from the small things. Like, yes. like, it's like, it's not like my parents were just like, if I had an issue, my parents were just like, you're not, I don't want to hear about it type thing. Like they're mm-hmm. not that type of parents. It was just the small things that you, that you over time, that builds a wall right where you of your around your feelings where mm-hmm. it feels like when you get a when you get a feeling oh keep it in the wall like don't right. let it escape like because it's just gonna it can cause issues or whatever right. it was I you can know? understand that and I can understand what you're saying because it's like you felt that way even without them saying it because it it was just like the standard with everything else right like like my mom let us be very vocal but even like with my dad I feel like we didn't have that relationship growing up. We do now where I can be very vocal with him about how I feel. But like I was not very vocal with my dad just because I felt like it was the respectful thing to do. Even though like me sharing or I don't even think if I was to share, it would be disrespectful. But like I feel like that's the standard that he set with the man that he was. Like Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. It it came out of a place of like fear. Yeah, it's a fear. Like, Like. That's a yeah, that's a that's a whole nother uh therapy session. Like <laughs> like the fear. Yeah. And that's where that's where I came into terms like a lot of things that I've I've even I found this out from a I'm pretty sure the therapist. Mm-hmm. And they were like, people pleasing is actually a trait slash symptom of childhood trauma. Mm. And essentially what that means is like you being conditioned in the way of how it of like not feeling like you can't really vocalize certain things or always feeling like you want to make sure that everybody's okay. And like, you don't touch Mm -hmm. on step on toes is actually something from your childhood. Mm. So what was deep about that? It was, uh, is I was like, I'm sitting here thinking in my brain, cause this is how I was raised is like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right thing Mm -hmm. by making sure everybody's good. But what I'm doing is actually sacrificing my own mental health for everyone else. Because Which you still have those feelings, no terrible. matter if you share them or not. Exactly. So, you're so I'm sitting here bottling things in. up yeah. and thinking people pleasing is making sure we're all good, but it's just making sure everyone else is good but me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like, that's really what it is. It's like, I'm making sure that, okay, I didn't hurt your feelings too much at the cost of my own. Right. Or I didn't, or I didn't make you feel bad over something you did wrong. Mm-hmm. At the cost of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm looking out for everyone and not myself when the way to look out for everyone is to look out for me and you right. in a way of I have to communicate it. But that's where that line of how you deliver the message comes into play of like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty fine line. Like, there's a fine line in how, you, in how you deliver that that message. And if you cross it, it it'll be shown. But also, like, it just it it takes work. And it, like you said, it's a skill that you develop of vocalizing your feelings, communicating things that you need to be said without di- being disrespectful or hurtful to mm-hmm. somebody intentionally. Right. And like I said, it can be 
uncomfortable. And then as humans, we're emotional. So it can come off as offensive. It can come off as like bad. But when you sit and you like sit with what somebody's saying to you, if they delivered it in a respectful way, it may have felt like that initially, mm-hmm. but then you can really receive their message and be like, okay, that's just me, my own ego. And like, now I can mm. really like listen and to what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that's with like anybody. Cause I know when somebody, even when you say something to me, initially yeah, I'm like, I don't want to hear anything because you're judging me and all this. And, and you, your first defense is to be defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody's sharing with you, whether they're being respectful or not. And so it's just, it's a skill to deliver it correctly. And then it's a skill to be able to listen to somebody else's opinion and yeah. like receive it. Cause it takes like, I feel like the real part is, is allowing yourself to have the the conversation with people to establish that as the norm because I feel like it's not the norm. No, it's so not. so like if you don't establish that at the as the norm, it'll sound like off. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you're like, oh wow, that's actually the standard. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually how we're supposed to communicate with people in the in the place of like mm-hmm. from the place of I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you that 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 offended me or that mm-hmm. made me feel a type of way. Like and that having solves those a lot of issues. people around you really sets, like you said, sets that standard for you to just adapt exactly. that trait. Exactly. And you, you guys have that mutual respectful relationship, and it just feel like good. Like yeah, because then feel, it, then it also feels like there's no there's no facade, there's no boundaries, right. there's no walls up. Like that's like a that's when the, that's actually real intimacy too. Like when you Facts. when you can when you can vocalize. Not just the good things or the things that make other people feel good, but you're actually vocalizing things that bother you. That's because you care about the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's because you care about how someone talks to you or how um, or how a situation made you feel and how and you want to make it better. Like mm-hmm. you're not nine times out of ten. You're not communicating that you feel a type of way just for the for it to not be resolved and be better from there. Right. Like Most of the good. time you want it to be resolved. That's why you're sharing. And exactly. it's uncomfortable for you. I mean, if somebody does something to you, you don't want to be like, maybe like a client is like 30 minutes late and they come in and they just act like everything all good. Like you don't want to have to sit up and be like, you know, like I know you paid me, but like you still be respectful of my craft. Like set the standard. Like yeah. you want to, you want that to already be there, even though it don't right. be there. And it feels weird. Like, like people, that's not the norm. That's not the norm to call somebody out and be like, Hey, I don't, I don't appreciate like, like for example, I'll give a perfect example that, that perfect example, mm-hmm. my friend Carlton, mm-hmm. um, who's more like my mentor, but literally we were had, we had a shoot planned. Mm-hmm. I was, um, and it was a pretty like lax shoot. Like yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like um, we had us. We were basically shooting something for kind of almost for fun, mm-hmm. but we had set a time, and um, so I told him I was like, "Yo, man, I'll be there at that time, whatever, whatever." He's like, "Okay, cool." And so I'm getting there, and I'm running like 15 minutes, 15 20 minutes late, right? And I'm like five minutes from the house, and and Carlton calls me, and he's like, "Yo, where you at?" And I'm like, "Yo, man, all like you know, chill." And like, you know, I'm like, "Yo, man, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like five minutes away," and he was like, "He was like, man, that's not cool." I was like, "Huh?" He was like, "You know, you told me you'd be here at this time. You didn't communicate that you weren't gonna be here." He was like, "And so, you know, I'm just sitting here waiting, mm-hmm. planning for things, getting things in order, and you weren't, and you didn't follow through with your word. You didn't communicate." And let me know. And like the energy shifted immediately. And I was sitting there like, 
oh Ain't my bad no bro like say. like i didn't i felt like my dad was like scolding me or something like it was yeah. like and he was like dead serious like it wasn't even it was no play it was no games it was no mm-hmm. you couldn't you know you could hear the smile in my voice there was no smile in my boy's voice at all like he was just <laughs> like he was just like and carlton's a very joyful person but yes. like i was like my first experience of like hearing him like get real with me that was like my first encounter with him doing that but then i realized he actually does that a lot mm-hmm. and he'll vocalize some things and and i realized it's actually a really good trait to have because mm-hmm. guess what your boy's never been laid over his house okay. again and I, or to anything we do like he because he set the standard and he communicated it to me and the only reason he did that and he also made sure to communicate this is he respects me he respects our relationship and he felt and he appreciates our relationship mm-hmm. and he felt like i disrespected the relationship mm-hmm. by doing that right. so really what it had what he was doing was telling me that it hurt him and he didn't want to he didn't want to be hurt in a relationship that he valued. Right. And so the only way to get past that was to communicate. And mm-hmm. of course, I, you know, I did my thing. I apologize. Like I wasn't just like, okay, whatever. Like I, I took it serious because mm-hmm. I value the relationship too. Right. So that is like where the, per, like the, the first time that like I had experienced it outside of like us, but like something in the, in a different type of space where I was like, dang, like it's okay to vocalize how you feel. And it's actually important to vocalize it because mm-hmm. then you're like you said you're setting the standard like i told you i have never been i've been on time matter of fact i was early to the next shoot that boy be packing and he was at like nighttime when man, he gotta go see carl then i was early to the next shoot and what happened was it actually threw us off because he was like man i did not expect you to be here i said boy i'm not playing those games no more but <laughs> but that's, that's like that's just something mm-hmm. that i was like wow that there's so much value in and just communicating your feelings and it's so weird to me like it may not be it's not even may not. It's not weird to you because mm-hmm. that's that's natural in your brain. That's how you were kind of raised. But me with my upbringing to just be so vocal about how you feel. I mean, it's it's almost weird doing this podcast right now because like <laughs> I'm serious because like no I, no it's real. I've never been like I don't. I'm not vocal. I'm a private person in general. Like mm-hmm. I keep I keep things to myself in general. Be just because I like the intimacy of you know. Only I only allow certain people into certain parts of my life. Right. I hold value in that. So I'm a very private person already. So to even share any of this is like it feels taboo a lot of times with some mm. things I'm saying. Like, like I feel weird, but it's like I'm not doing nothing but sharing how I feel. Like I'm not doing anything but but speaking my truth and and setting my standards. Like right. letting y'all know, like this is how this is how I've developed, and these mm-hmm. are now the values I want to instill into my children. Yes. So to just bring what he said back full circle. This um, is a full circle production. I just tried to wink. (laughs) Um, To bring that back full circle, um, like with our kids, we, like I said, we're trying to find the balance in how we communicate with each other and be vocal, but also we want to instill that into our kids. And then also just like, I think another thing that I would take from my upbringing is just like, the vulnerability of my mom too like being mm. her truth bro not yes being vulnerability so... in parents is like a necessity yeah. bro. no it really is it's a necessity i told my parents that actually straight up i was like i had a conversation with them one time and i was like some of the biggest moments or most impactful moments i should say in my childhood i told them this i said some of the most impactful moments of my childhood is when you two were vulnerable with us mm-hmm. the thing that that has stuck with me the most 
things that I like in my brain just like your core memory core memory bro is straight up the vulnerable parts of my parents because it just like when you're vulnerable all that does is invite you mm-hmm. to either relate or to understand relate is of the biggest thing and you, you know? be like because on the day-to-day you just see your parents as just these heroes and stuff like that but when you can actually no see them in situations like, no big it's issues. like yeah it's like a good to see and so that's something i would definitely do is be vulnerable be vulnerable but still set the standard of i'm gonna show you this part of me but um and if you have an opinion about it or have something to say you just have to say it in the right way or bring up your questions to me in the right way right say how you feel in the right way yeah so yeah like that tiktok i sent you like this girl on tiktok she said she lets her children argue everything Mm -hmm. that she has them do or that they want to do so like if she says no they yeah. have the chance they have to the, argue they'll, back. They'll why be like, they "Can should. I argue it?" And she'll be like, "Okay." And so they have to present their argument almost as if like it's mm-hmm. a case, and be like, "I want to do this because of this." And she said, ninety nine percent of the time they win, mm-hmm. and it's because it's actually teaching them to think things through, to to process, and to create, like to make it make sense. Like mm-hmm. essentially, you're teaching them to make it make sense, which is like, yeah, phenomenal parenting. But mm-hmm. like that type of that type of open communication with your child Mm -hmm. all that does is build them up to be better adults to problem solve to communicate Mm -hmm. what they need like all these things that i feel like in the past that hasn't always been like the standard for parenting Mm -hmm. and i know you said the other day when we kind of like talked about it lightly about how like you really admire your sister kalia how she parents and how her kids are young her son how old is prince Prince is five. Yeah. He's turned five. But he is very smart and he will tell you what he wants and he will tell you why he wants it. Exactly. And his mom listens to him. Yeah. You know, there's there's like this. uh, There's this respect Mm -hmm. that my sister has for for her for her children. Like it's like it's not like this this place of of dominance over them or this place of power over them. It's like, no, you have value here. He does not have value here if you hear our son in the background, but I'm just kidding. He has value in his room. Son, you need to you take your value to your room, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so she just values she values what her kids bring. Mm-hmm. Um and I just and that's something I've always like really like looked uh that's also that's always something that I just like appreciated in her parenting like mm-hmm. and something I've always wanted to adapt for myself. Mm-hmm. Um is just giving our kids a voice like and letting them know that their voice has power and has value here because like i mean at the end of the day that stuff will will build up if we make them feel like they don't have a voice or they can't speak that 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 translates into areas where beyond us Mm that will actually hinder them you know and then it's really scary like when you have even have that relationship with like the general public but when you have that relationship like with your family that's like really scary like your family should be like the one pair of people that you can just literally just sit and be vulnerable talk share have your feelings with like if you can't confide in anybody or show your true feelings about anything or get clarity from anybody you should you should get that from like your family Mm -hmm. and i definitely want bryson and our new baby to like know that if and feel comfortable you can get it from us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, and just create that open space to share and just be themselves. Because, I mean, it, if you don't, it translates into, like, literally every aspect of your life. And you just become a pushover without trying to be. Or you don't share. Or, or you consider or it, other people or over you just yourself. Bottle your, or you just bottle your feelings up. And, mm-hmm. it, and that deals with all types of that's a totally another topic like (laughs) bottled up feelings and just because you gotta let it out at some point you know where do you draw the line in in open communication with your child or or communicating or leaving that that door open for them to say what they feel because one there is that 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 line of disrespect of Mm -hmm. course but also i feel like when people go too far left on that direction it's like they almost treat their child as their friend and i'm like Mm -hmm. bro we gonna set something straight in this house for right. sure, bro. I'm not your friend, my boy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not your friend, but mm-hmm. I love you and I want you to share your feelings. But like, we're not peers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I've been through things that you haven't even thought of going through yet. Exactly. So it's like, where do you? How do you define that line of like you can communicate, but but you gotta like you gotta understand boundaries and respect still from your side. Um. So I think that all goes back to standards. Like, it's this girl on TikTok that everybody, she, all she does is post about parenting and how she breaks the stigma or, like, the traditional parenting, and she does different things. Her name is Destiny. I'm pretty sure you've seen her. That's the, oh, the gentle parenting girl. Yes. Yes, I love so, her. Um, and so she said that she doesn't, when her kid tries to communicate with her, and it goes too far she doesn't discipline them she just sets boundaries Mm. and i think that's something that i want to do um it's like because i feel like you cannot you can't well children can't over communicate they can just communicate in the wrong way because i feel like i would want to know everything (laughs) i would want to know everything and how bryson's feeling but it just has to be in the right way way. exactly so like if you set that standard of share i'm gonna use that on you I don't want. I want you to feel like you can communicate everything with me. Mm-hmm. I just want you to do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we've been working on. But you, the fact that you came up with the way to say to say it is funny mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and so like still setting that boundary of like we're not peers. I'm the parent and you're the child, but you can still talk to me about everything. Yes, babe, we're not peers. Shut I'm, the, up. I'm the husband. You're the wife, but exactly. you can still <laughs> you can still communicate with me. Okay. Y'all see he laughing. It was funny. Um, but yeah. That was funnier than pumpkin so, spice. No, it was not. <laughs> Mine was a 10 out of 10. That's a bar for real though. Like like in your life to be like, you can communicate everything. You just have to do it in the right way. And that's like that's like I feel like if that's the philosophy that everyone adopted mm-hmm. in in life, yeah. There would be so much more peace. If you if you communicate effectively mm-hmm. and you say it the right way, you may not come to an agreement, but there's no doubt that you're going to come to an understanding mm-hmm. because you're communicating effectively. Yep. So, I that's just like that's why that's why I feel like there's such a separation. And I didn't realize this till I became a parent. Like in life, when you don't have kids, there's such a separation between you and parenting because you're not a parent. But 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 everybody's a product of parenting. 
Right. So it actually Mm -hmm. never, it's never disconnected from you. You just don't realize the value in it until, well, you may realize it, it, but most people don't realize it. Yeah. Most people don't realize the value until they become parents. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing parenting. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, I call him Quillo, but we've been talking about Carlton. I'm going to do a Quillo Mackey quote. I literally have like a a note for his quotes because this man is a poet. Oh, yeah. Like his regular language when he's talking to you. So he said, he said, this is the best quote I've ever heard. He said, fatherhood is shaping someone else's experience either in your offense or your absence. Shaping, yeah, that is like a bar deep on so many, so many levels. So, we're not gonna, he said, fatherhood is shaping someone else's experience either in your offense or your absence. Now, we're gonna bring Mac on here to to break down that quote another day, right? And some of his other quotes. But the biggest thing that I want to touch on with that quote is his use of. The word shaping someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. You're shaping someone's life experience and how you parent them and how you're a father to them. So with that being said, it's so it's so important, like, and this is where I didn't realize until I, you know, had children, the importance of parenting is literally you're shaping someone else's experience of life. Yep. So like their literally initial experience. Like but no, not even their initial experience. You're shaping someone's life experience, period. I just mm-hmm. told you how I people please based on... <laughs> based, seriously. Why did you say it <laughs> I like just that? told you how I people please based on things I've gone through from being parented a certain way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That shaped my experience in my life yeah. all okay. throughout my entire life. Not just when I was 18 or 18 and under. You know, what's so That's funny? That's the way that you just what? came out and said that. I'm sorry. No, seriously. <laughs> you had the straightest <laughs> Why is that? Like, because people don't really admit that. Like, they're not that. Most people, there are a lot of people that are people pleasers. We all be admitting. No, they are, but they don't be admitting. Yeah, they they're do. Like, really? You just don't be hanging around people pleasers. I'm crying. Or they be people pleasing and not sharing it with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because you're too vocal and you start doing that. Shut up. No, but... <laughs> But literally, like, it shapes your entire life journey. Yeah. With that, like, realization, I was like, wow, even before you're a parent, you don't realize you're either a parent or you're a product of parenting. Mm -hmm. At at any point in your life, you're either one of those two things, Mm -hmm. right? So parenting is crucial to how you function Mm -hmm. every day. Yep. So it's like if I don't teach my child to effectively share their emotions or effectively communicate with people or or share the things that they need or want, then it's a then it just is a domino effect in your life, period. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, I was like, I didn't realize the value of like you doing things even before you become a parent of Mm -hmm. like a lot of self-discovery because you can't control how you were raised. You just can't. Right. But you can control how you allow it to shape your experience mm-hmm. whether that's through therapy whether that's through just self-discovery through prayer whatever it is like mm-hmm. or the combination of all those things which is really what you should do it's just another reason for like deep self-reflection like mm-hmm. deep self-discovery mm-hmm. and taking that time like i shared in the previous podcast of how i'm taking that time to really learn myself and go through some things right now of being more self-aware mm-hmm. and in that you start digging into childhood trauma or or things that 
you didn't realize you move because of mm-hmm. how you were how yep. you were raised and it doesn't necessarily always it's not always bad like right. the, what you went through it's just it affects you deeper than you realize mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's just something that i was like wow no that's you. real if you weren't scared before be terrified to raise kids you are literally shaping who they become in the future <laughs> no, i'm kidding Seriously. i'm kidding but it's a deep it's a deep uh, it really is it's a deep realization for sure um, but that goes into why you gotta wait till you married to have kids because you attach to that person, and then how their ho- childhood trauma affects your child. That's a whole nother topic. Our inner childs were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they was <laughs> they was knucking and bucking. <laughs> yes, for real. But mm-hmm. heal your inner child before you raise a child. That's yes. all I gotta say. Yes, that's a bar. Quote yeah. by Pumpkin Spice Latte. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. So yeah, right now, uh, well yeah. So we're thankful for y'all tuning in with us. We're at like forty subscribers right now, mm-hmm. but when we reach a hundred, we will be doing a giveaway and yes. some some other special stuff uh, coming up soon. So mm-hmm. just keep watching, keep letting us know the topics we got. We heard your topics. Y'all already sent some topics in like yes. last week, I think it was. So we're maybe next time those. we'll do something like fun and funny. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching. Make sure you subscribe, comment some of your topics that you want us to do or moments that meant a lot to you. And uh, we'll see you next time on Living as a Griffin.